On today's episode, we are exposing an issue that the industry has for some upcoming students, for some upcoming techs and painters coming out of these schools, these trade schools and high school programs. I didn't even realize that this issue existed, and you might not either, but the instructor that I speak with today is going to share with us how after about two years of leaving their program and going into shops, these people and these students are leaving the industry for good. Why is that? Why are we losing these people when we need them so bad? Stay tuned. You're going to want to know so you can make some changes on your side. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former Auto Collision Center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Body Bangin' Podcast. On today's show, we have a really cool treat for us. We have an instructor in our industry, George Navarrete. He's been in the collision industry for 25 years. He worked his way up and was a painter in a shop and then went on to become an instructor and is now working with our youth coming up into the industry. And we are so thankful to have people like George in our industry. So hi, George. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So I just was hoping that you might be able to tell us because from what I've heard, you have a great class, a great school, a great program going on and what you're doing. So we kind of want to talk a little bit about what you're doing, but the crux of today's episode is we're going to get to kind of where the industry is going wrong. So maybe before we talk about that, we'll talk about, well, what are we doing right <laughs> What are you doing right? Because I know you're doing a lot. Yeah, well, the collision repair industry, uh, like I said, it was great to, uh, for me in the industry. It was always good. I, I, I have no problem uh, selling collision repair to the students. Mm -hmm. uh, they love it. Everyone wants to be the chip foose. Uh, these mm -hmm. TV shows, I think, play a, a great role in getting these kids interested uh, the only yeah. bad part is, is, is the cars are not done in that, you know, half an hour of segment. So that's, <laughs> yeah, like uh, the shows. <laughs> that's hard to believe, you know, how hard for them to understand at first because they're, they're all gun ho. I call them piranhas because they'll come in, they'll strip a car. Uh, but nobody really wants to do all that body work. Everyone just wants to paint it and mm. finish it. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they don't really understand all the steps. Um, but it's, it's, it's been a great ride so far um yeah. we've grown a lot uh, we've met a lot of people a lot of networking um it's been great yeah so for those of you that don't know george george let us know where it where state are you in and what's the name of the school that you're working with uh thornton fractional high school or in calumet city illinois awesome so shout out to the fellow what do you call them illinoisans <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not right <laughs> Um, so George's program, he has done a great job of, I mean, having been a teacher for 15 years, you've been grooming your program that you have, you've done a great job marketing it and getting it out there to draw students in. And, you know, that's problem number one. How, how do we bring students to our industry? So you've done a great job with your program, bringing people in, getting the kids excited, getting them on board, 
They're super pumped up. I know the Collision Repair Education Foundation, you guys know it by CREF. They've been amazing for a lot of programs out there, specifically for George's. George, maybe you can talk for a quick second on what they've allowed you to do there, because I think you guys are going to love this. It's so cool. Yeah, the the Collision Repair Education Foundation uh, has helped us tremendously uh, with anything from paint donations to cases of tape donations. Um, in 2018, we, we won the $25,000 grant, which helped us get a state-of-the-art wow. downdraft spray booth. Uh, we recently, this past um, year, uh, we got a floor donation, which they epoxied the entire floor um, in the shop. So, I mean, that just makes the shop look amazing. And then yeah. through them, we've gotten so many other donors just because of that. And it's just been a wonderful partnership and uh, I hope it continues. Yes, definitely. Oh, and I'm sure it will. They're such great people and their hearts in the right place. So, and it's so happy as, uh, you know, on the industry, on the auto body shop side of it to know that there's foundations out there helping our upcoming techs and our upcoming painters and things like that have a vested interest. Yeah. When the students see that, um, like when they first saw the, the, the new floor, the new paint, the lighting, uh, the new spray booth, um, they, they see this, this updated equipment and they get hands-on on the same equipment that they'll be using in the industry. Yeah. Um, that, that's just great. It looks more professional. They feel more professional when, when, when their facility looks professional. Totally. I like to run it more like a body shop than a class. Yes. Well, as you should, cause that's what they're going to go do. Absolutely. Get them ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in all of that fluff and unicorns and rainbows, <laughs> we're going to now get down to it because George, when I talk with George, he was like, Mickey, there's a problem. I have a big problem with what we've got going on in the industry. And I'm like, come on the podcast and let's talk about it. <laughs> so where George is the industry going wrong? And I, I know you probably got a lot to say on it, but where are you seeing the biggest breakdown right now between students and shops? The students are interested. You know, we, we have the, uh, the ability to train these students in our facility, um, yeah. but they're just not staying in the industry. And when mm -hmm. I talk to the students, um, you know, they're, they're branching off to, to other, other fields, you know, electrician, mm -hmm. pipe fitters, uh, things of that nature. And when I tell them why, you know, I, I thought that you were so interested in collision repair. Yeah. And they, said they are, but, but the money's just not there. The benefits mm. are just not there. You know, uh, retirement, stuff like that uh, is just so much better that they're seeing, you know, their buddies in other fields. They're mm. not really giving up on collision repair. They're just kind of doing it either part-time or on the side. Um, my problem is keeping them. Like where is, um, where are we losing these kids? You know, yes. uh, definitely they are the future of this industry. And, and right. I feel I'm one of the feeders into that. And I'd like now to focus on how do I keep them there? Absolutely. So I think this is a great thing for the auto body shop managers, owners, even fellow technicians, writers. I mean, for everybody to be aware of, because, you know, we're a family. When you work in a shop, you're part of the family and you don't want people just coming in and just passing through real quick. The whole goal is George and instructors like George have spent their time grooming these kids, 
training these kids, pouring, I'm sure you pour yourself into them. Like they're your own. They drive you nuts, but you love them. (laughs) And then you send them out to a shop where they get hired. They're excited. And then after George was saying approximately two years on average, the students are leaving. So that's a big problem. And yet in the collision side of it, I work with shops every day that are complaining about, we don't have technicians. I'm short staffed and I can't get anybody. I need a painter. I need a tech. I need whatever, a prepper. But yet here we are blowing through people that were initially really interested. So I think it's awesome to be shedding some light on this disconnect. Really? That's what it feels like. I mean, this industry was so good to me, you know, years ago when I was in it. And and like I said, I just hear the student side and I have reached out to some of the shops in the area, some of the larger shops and uh, some of them. And I don't know if it's just in the Midwest where we're at. Um, they're switching from commission to hourly. And I don't know if, mm-hmm. if that's the problem mm-hmm. uh, because commission, I know, you know, when I was in the industry, commission was just huge. Yeah. That, that's where you made your money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if it's like that across the board or if it's just in my area or what the deal is. That's what I'm trying to, I guess, narrow down now. Yeah. So it's something I think for shop owners that we can be aware of, you know, and not to say the all the fault falls on the shop side. You know, it's a, it's a give and take kind of George, oh, was, George and I were talking about that earlier. It's not just one or the other, but, you know, considering the fact that we're talking to mainly body shop managers and owners, okay, well, what can we do then on our side to start retaining these guys and gals that are coming in? And I think pay is really big. Like you just said, you know, they could go be an electrician or a plumber. They're obviously hands-on. Uh, uh, you know, even the dealership story, tell me the dealership story you were sharing with me a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, in our area, you know, we have a lot of dealerships and, uh, you know, a porter is one of the entry level positions, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that a lot of these students take in high school and a lot of our body shops in the area, you know, they start from the bottom and I totally agree. You start from the bottom, you work your way up. Um, but the pay for a porter at a dealership is paying more than an entry-level position at a body shop. Mm -hmm. And the students are saying, well, I just have to get in the car and, you know, sit in it through the car wash, dry it off, vacuum it. It doesn't (laughs) take very much to do it. And I'm getting an extra few bucks an hour. Right. Um, I try to explain to them that at the body shop, you're learning more. Um, but to them, they're not seeing that to them. Mm. They're, they're instant gratification. They're seeing the money right now. Yeah. um, Not later on. So yeah. that's, that's the hard part is to get them to to buy in like, OK, you're getting paid a little bit less, but you're actually getting paid more in the long run with the knowledge. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Well, good luck telling a teenager that. <laughs> I mean, does anybody have children? Because that's not how it works. I was in my late teens and early 20s once, and I was not thinking that way all the time. Right, George? So. I, and I've talked with other instructors that have had similar issues where they have a difficult time. The students have a difficult time going into the shop because they're just, the pay is so low. And so I do wholeheartedly think it needs to be a perspective change on the shop side. Yeah, of course we can be teaching these kids, but from the shop side, we need to start looking at these children as an investment. And I say kids, cause typically, you know, they're coming out of high school compared to me, they're children, <laughs> um, but 
really they're an investment. So when you're investing in something, you're going to spend a little bit more money than on something you're just going to throw away. Well, I think that's a big part of what we're seeing here, just financially on an hourly basis that they're not getting that extra. So for you, it's a couple bucks an hour for them. That's a big change, especially for those are trying to move out on their own. They're trying to now be independent and you just can't, especially in most States, we've got inflation going on, just the costs of living are higher. So if on the shop side, if we can change the perspective to start investing in these students, and there are a lot of shops that do. So this isn't like a blanket statement that this oh, yeah. is everywhere, you know, they, they love, you know, the automobile, they love working on them. They love the, you know, and, and like I said, majority of them, I would say 90% of them that get out of the industry don't stop working on cars. You know, yeah. they're either doing it at home in their garage or doing it part-time at a shop or on the weekends, or they're still doing something. They're just yes. not full-time employees. Right. And they have that passion. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Kind of as we're talking and I'm thinking through financial would be number one, but then, um, secondarily, if we were having some like, uh, reviews with them so that they could see like, okay, so I'm going to start you out here. So maybe if it is lower, okay, I'm going to start you out lower. And in six months, three months, whatever, we'll do a review. And at that review based off where you're at, then we can bump you up. So that way they see there's a strategy. Yeah. Because otherwise it just kind of feels like I'm going to plunk you out in the pool and there's your 10 bucks an hour. See you when I see you and we'll revisit this. And I think when I first started 15 years ago, the body shops were paying more than, you know, yeah. than everything around. Yeah. And then now it's just like, they, they still paying the same, at least in, I guess in my area. Yeah. And, and everything else is kind of moving up. I agree. Isn't that funny? Uh, you know, I started in the industry about 15 years ago and it was a great industry to jump into because you could make some really good money right out of the gate. And now, uh, as we can hear from directly from the mouth of the babes, <laughs> I, I remember uh, my dad saying I was 19 years old and, and, or no, I was 20 years old and I was already a, a head painter at a shop. Wow. And I had a brand new motorcycle and a brand new truck. And I just remember my dad coming to visit and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> painting. <laughs> painting yeah. Yeah. It's a great industry. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it is a great industry. So if we can bring that back, uh, because when, when people are struggling financially, it's really hard to be passionate about much when you, when can you, when you can barely make ends meet, that's a tough one. And when you don't feel like there's a big plan in place for you and there's not, you don't have something to achieve. It's just kind of, you're just swimming for the sake of swimming that gets old really quick, especially with kids in this day and age, like you said, instant gratification, they want it and they want it now, or they've got to have at least little milestones to be looking towards. So, um, I think our takeaway today is going to be, you know, those two main things, you know, financially, it sounds like the shops are doing a great job when they get them in, welcoming them, welcoming them, welcoming them onto the team, bringing them in the full, doing training on their end, but financially, and then having some type of plan and executing on that, I think would be incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so awesome to have instructors like you, George, that are out there that are, have changed up their lives to go and help uh, the youth 
because that's our country is what our youth, you know, is going to be what our youth is, you know, so you're pouring into our future. So just from me to you, I appreciate you and the sacrifices you've had to make to go and do that. And, um, and I'm thankful in the industry to have instructors out there that really care, care so much that they're willing to come on a podcast with me and talk to the industry. How do we fix it? I mean, seriously, it's it's a huge, it's a huge problem. And this is such a great industry. I'd hate to see it just, you know, die, you know, die. I've invested so much into it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You're like, don't do this to me. (laughs) And I I just see it slowly, slowly. You know, disintegrating here. These I know, I know. Well, you see these body men, they're so old. And, you know, you walk into some of these shops and you're like, holy cow, this guy looks like the walking dead over here. (laughs) (laughs) I know we got to have some newbies. Come on. Well, thank you, George, for coming on the show. So excited to have you to shed a little bit of light on this that really isn't getting talked about at this point. I think it's great. I I didn't make any of these shop owners mad with that, with those comments. (laughs) So George's personal cell phone will be in the description if you want to text him. No, No, so happy to have you on. Thank you for being candid with us. I mean, we're all, I think I speak for the industry as a whole. We're all pretty much straight shooters. So we appreciate when people just come and say, Hey, I got an issue. Let's talk about it. I mean, seriously, that's what we're all about. And I love it. So thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of body banging. See you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans, would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things auto body.